0: It's time to get casually uncomfortable with your host, Chuck Jerome. Viewer discretion is advised. Hey, I want to go ahead and get this out of the way. Facebook, Instagram, check it out. Casually uncomfortable. If you're enjoying it, let your friends know. They might enjoy it. They might think, uh some of the shit I'm talking about is, you know, half decent, let them know. Google me. I'm there. (laughs) That's my address. (laughs) No, it's actually casually uncomfortable. Not .com because somebody has .com, but I'm working on that. Don't worry. Let's go. What episode is this? Episode 20. 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 Episode 20. Episode. 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 Episode 20. Yes, 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 yes. Yes! Fuck yeah. It's episode 20. Motherfucking right. Damn. Damn, Chuck. What the fuck? Yeah, episode 20. Damn, man. That's. It's more than what I thought I was going to do. That's crazy. I'm going to tell you the truth. The first week, I ran into so many problems, I was like, fuck this. But guess what? It's episode 20, and I've got this fucking train rolling. Oh, yeah. It's rolling. (laughs) Episode 20. So this episode is called Follow Your Dreams, no matter how big no matter how small they are, they're yours and yours alone to attempt to pursue them. So just fucking go out and do it. Because guess what? I have, and I feel a lot of times I have zero willpower. And guess what? This is episode 20, and I'm going to keep fucking saying that because this is episode 20. Follow your dreams. And you know what? I think it's time for another party. Let's do this. DJ Chucky J, hit me with a funky beat. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. here we go. Time for the backflip. Huh. Ah! Ah, shit. ah, Stop the fucking music. Ah! ah some, somebody help me up. Fuck. Get me to the couch. Ah! Let's start the show. Play, Play something. Play the fucking music. don't worry, I won't be doing that again. Getting too old for that shit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in every week for 20 weeks so far. This is crazy. I'm happy. I hope you're enjoying yourselves. I'm glad to just be talking about crazy shit. Like I said before, it's uh, (laughs) it's somewhat therapeutic. In 20 weeks, things have gotten better. I've noticeably I've noticeably gotten calmer. I can I can tell. I still get amped up about stupid shit, but not as bad. Not as bad. Little steps. That's all it is. Little steps. And this episode are about the little steps that I took to pursue my dreams. So, I had three main dreams that I really wanted to pursue. I wanted to become a chef. I wanted to become a police officer. And I wanted to become a voiceover artist. And then actually for a short time, not one of my main dreams, but I wanted to be able to draw. And that was mainly because my grandfather could draw. And I love my grandfather. And that was just something that, uh, you know, I wanted to be able to do that he could do. So it all started in high school. I was a fatty and I enjoyed food. Damn, I enjoyed food. I ate often and I ate a lot, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> and I thought to myself, hey, if I like it, why not try and make some money out of it and be able to eat whenever I want to? Because <laughs> I'll be the one cooking the food. <laughs> So that's when it started. I wanted to become a chef. I watched my grandparents cook at home. I always, always, always enjoyed their food. I don't know why this one meal would always stick out in my mind. It was fried chicken and applesauce. Sounds like a weird combination, but when I think of when I was younger, that's one of the meals that I would think of. And I was like, man, this is good this is where it's at. Once I got a little older and they knew I wasn't gonna burn down the kitchen, I continued to watch them. But from time to time, I would also help fueling that fire. So high school ends, I go two hours away from my home to college for culinary arts. I enjoy it, it's, it's different. It's in a different area. The main thing is I'm a city boy up in the mountains. And it was, uh, <laughs> it was an experience. Actually, the side note here is that I learned how serious people take hunting. They would close down schools, shut down businesses, take off the whole week. It was crazy. It was insane. I'd never seen anything like that. It was pretty, uh, mind fucking. <laughs> I'm in school, I'm still learning about life. And in school they don't tell you life is going to try to fuck you. To build character, obviously, to build character. But damn, shit happens, life keeps rolling on. It's it's sad. But I, you know, I had to learn that a young at a young age because I was out on my own at 18. I'm two hours away. It's not like, oh, let's just up and go see Chuck. That's not how that worked. And my only rule that I made to myself when I started college was I was not going to jump from major to major. I was going to stick to one, finish it out, and if I want to do another one, do it then. I'm not going to be 15 years jumping around, general studies. You know, you need to narrow it down. That's what that is. And so I stuck to one thing finished it. Now, I had to take a year off because, like I said, life happens and you have to work. So I took a year off, came back, finished up, got my degree, worked a bunch of places, and I really learned that (laughs) the restaurant industry is fucked. Your hours are fucked your life is just fucked because nothing is to a set schedule. Weekends off, fuck no. You have to cook. See your family? You'll see them when they're sleeping because that's when you're going to get home when every fucking body is asleep or about to go to sleep. Fund? No, no, no. You got to recover. You got to get ready for the weekend. So midday, you're sleeping all day. No lie, you have to be a special type of person for that type of job. And I was, I did it for a while and it's it's too much wear and tear for maybes. Maybe you'll get big, maybe this, maybe that. Maybe someone won't steal the fucking business from right under you. You don't know. It's Any fucking crazy thing can happen. But I had fun. I know how to cook. I just don't want to do restaurant, stuff like that. Not anymore. Can't do it. Can't do it. But there's two main times I really remember in class (laughs) that make me go, what the fuck, Chuck? (laughs) The first, like I said, I'm young, I'm dumb. I'm not thinking. I'm just thinking I need to clean it up. So I spilled (laughs) some oil. (laughs) And, uh... I was like, all right, I got to clean this up. So I went I went over and I grabbed the mop that has water in it. <laughs> water and oil don't mix. I'm not thinking. I'm just thinking, chef is going to cuss me out up and down because I'm wasting his product. I need to go clean it up. Well, he saw it. And what I didn't see as I'm trying to clean it up, another student came up to me and they were like, he lost his mind. He grabbed his side towel and started hitting himself in the forearm with it. And I was like, what the fuck? And he, he came over, grabbed the mop out of my hand. He's like, I got this. Just, just go, just go. I'll never forget that. <laughs> or the best was when the teacher was doing a presentation on how to make a hollandaise sauce, which is just egg yolks, Butter and uh, lemon juice. You know, blend it all up, do all that shit. But uh, it's too buttery for me. I don't like it. And he thought that I wasn't listening. So he fucking stops class and starts yelling at me. And I'm like, hey, you know, let's go over here. So we go over towards the bathrooms, and it starts getting pretty heated. And so we go out, and, like, the alley's right back there. So we go out, and we're in the alley and it looks like the fucking alley from Spider-Man. And I'm like, my fucking spider sense is tingling because I'm gonna scissor kick this motherfucker through this fucking wall, this brick fucking wall. The students were standing by the door. We were just yelling in the fucking alley. I'm surprised they didn't call the cops. Like, (laughs) it got fucking heated. But like I said, I passed. He didn't fucking fail me for that. Just a heated conversation. (laughs) Oh, crazy, crazy times, Chuck. You silly bastard. So for a while out of college, I couldn't find the type of job that I wanted, and I worked for years at a very well-known pizza establishment. Man, I could make a whole episode on that place. (laughs) So, I'm out of college. I can't find the type of job I want. The chef that taught me in school, he also delivered produce. So, from time to time, actually weekly, I would get up and help him at like five o'clock in the morning, go to my pizza job all day, and just hopefully make it. And then I get this job at a college, and it's great. I'm having a good time. They're loving me. And then I get offered a sous chef position. So like right under the chef. I'm young, 23, 24, something like that. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. And then I thought of every job that i had had up until that time. And by then I'd known how the restaurant industry worked. And I knew, like I said before, I wasn't going to have any free time. I wasn't going to be able to be myself. I was never going to have any fun, and I chose to enjoy myself and still have a job over having a job that uh, the pay, I think, was all right. They were trying to dick me over because I was young, and <laughs> anything sounded better than what I was making. So, But I respectfully declined the offer, and that's what I'm saying. There has to be alternate universes. There has to be a universe where I stuck with that job and took the sous chef position. I don't know. Maybe I made it big. Maybe I took the head chef position. I don't know. That's that's not my story. This is my story now. (laughs) Like I said, I attempted it. I followed through with it. I enjoyed it. I saw the ups, the downs, and now it's time to take another path. That's all. Nothing crazy. I'm following my dreams. Thank you. Thank you for having me here today on this episode of TED Talks. My name is Charles Jerome. I'm here to ask you a few questions. And my first question is, what is a goal? A goal is defined as the destination of a journey or the object of a person's ambition or effort, their aim or desired result. So my question to you is, what is your desired result? You see, life is filled with uncertainty. And with that, you need hope. And hope can come from those goals. But more often than not, you know what people do with those goals? They're afraid of them. Those goals are what's supposed to keep you warm at night, comfortable, safe, and sound, but more often than not, people are afraid of their goals because they feel they are not obtainable. And you know what they do? They push them to the wayside. My next question is, why do people do that? And I believe it's because failure is such a dangerous thing, but it is also a very necessary thing to grow and become a better person. And if people looked at failure more as a stepping stone, then goals would be obtained all over the world. Well, I'm going to tell you this. The first thing that you need to do is get up off your ass and figure out the goals that you want to obtain. Because only you can do that. I can set a goal for you. Someone can set a goal for me, but it might not be what I want and to my standards. So set your goals, set your standards for yourself. No one can do that but you. And all I'm asking is for you to take the steps to happiness, to doing what you want. It all starts with a goal. But I know what you're thinking. Where will this take me? It's going to take you one of two places. It's going to take you up or it's going to take you down. If it takes you up, you need to stay humble. If it takes you down, you need to stay humble. Either way, you need to stay on the same path that you created. If you're not sure of something, ask. There's no problem with asking for help. Everyone needs help. There will be plenty of times where you will need the assistance of someone else, but you have to go into it with the understanding that that specific person that you asked might not be the person necessary to complete this goal. So now what I'm saying is you need to become adaptable. You have to roll with the punches because guess what? Shit happens, and it happens a lot, and it's not going to stop. So get ready to put on your emotional shock absorbers and ride this bumpy road of life. My last question to you is, do you know where to start? Most people do not. And here's the answer. Right now. Tomorrow is not promised. You need to start your goals right now. Put in the time and the effort, and you will see the results, and you can reap those benefits. Just take 10 minutes out of your day. Write your goals down and slowly start to complete them. If you don't understand something, look somewhere that does understand what you're trying to do and understand what they are talking about. The world has changed, and technology is ruling everything. If I want to learn how to scramble eggs, I'm going to get on YouTube, type in scrambled eggs, and someone's going to show me how to cook those. Not that hard. All that easy. Let's say I don't know how to cook a steak. I'm going to ask somebody. Let's say I don't know how to use this new computer application. I'm going to ask somebody. Or I'm going to look it up. Google that shit. It's there for a reason to help you grow and become a better person. If I wanna lose weight, I have to understand what I'm putting in my body, what I don't need to be eating. What is a processed food? What is an organic food? If you don't know, you need to learn. If you're not learning, you are wasting your time. And I'm not sure if you know or not. We don't have a lot of time. It's a set amount of time. We're not superheroes who can live forever. We have goals that we want, that we should obtain in this lifetime. So what I'm saying to you is go out and obtain your goals. They are yours. Own them and have fun with them. Thank you. So my love for wanting to become a cop started in high school. And I think, you know, I think it was just all through high school, me and my best friend would go and do ride-alongs with the police every weekend, every fucking weekend. Honestly, (laughs) Uh, this was big. We would do this when America's Most Wanted was on. So we would sometimes watch that and then go out at like 11 o'clock and do the overnight shifts. It was crazy. This was every weekend. My grandmother, she hated that shit. She hated that shit. You're going out every weekend? You don't have anything with you? Like, nope, nothing. I'm not even sure if they even do them anymore, but ride-alongs with the police. So essentially, you are signing your life away. Because it's saying if, you know, in case you're out there with them and you get killed, we take no responsibility. Because think about it you're out there with your fucking jacket on, (laughs) your sweatpants or whatever the fuck you're wearing, no vest, no gun, no weapon, no protection of any type. You are just there. You are essentially, if something broke out, A fucking bullet sponge. You know, I didn't think about it, but that was fucking terrifying. I guess I had nerves of steel back then. No protection, not even a fucking stick. (laughs) But that's what I wanted to do, and I took those risks because that's what I wanted to learn. I remember one year, I think it was my 17th birthday, I went on a ride-along. And my grandmother was so fucking pissed. She's like, I let you go on these ride-alongs, and you're fucking trying to go on your birthday. Like, come on. She didn't say it exactly like that. Definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) But she was like, come on. Get it together. I definitely did respect that and stopped going on my birthday but I kept doing the ride-alongs. I mean, I went on ride-alongs with every type of cop. Ones that were all about pulling people over. Ones that were like, I'm not doing shit today. Ones that went and just ate at different places. (laughs) I got to see all of the inner workings. And it was a great time. It was fun and, you know... They're real people who have real views. And, you know, sometimes those views aren't the best. And I got to see the best and the worst. So I continued doing the ride-alongs up until the end of high school. Then I leave for college. And I kind of stopped doing the ride-alongs up where I'm at in college because I got to focus on college. So I finish up college and I stick around in that town for a good little while. And I noticed one day, there's an opening, police department, and I'm like, Chuck, it's time. I took three solid months and did a complete overhaul on my body. Where I was completely ready for the police testing, and the testing was in March. So March comes, and it goes by age, so don't quote me on this. But I had to do like 30 push-ups, 30 sit-ups, 30 pull-ups, some flexibility tests. And I had to run like a mile and a half in like 13, 15 minutes, maybe less. I'm not sure. Something like that. But before that, I was fat. I was cooking and eating good food all the time, every time. (laughs) So three months. I've revamped everything. I was looking good, feeling good, and I was ready. I was fucking ready. So it doesn't take that long is what I'm saying. Three solid months of busting your ass and staying on the right path and not eating fucking cookies every night and chips and fucking chocolate shakes. I didn't do any of that. I was working out every day man, I got to get back into it. Like I said, there's no reason not to. So the day comes for the testing, and you have to fill out some questions, and then you move on to the next part of the test. The physical and everything, that's at the end. So one of the questions was, have you ever had a DUI? And I said yes, because I had recently gotten one. But here's the thing, but... They said I was inebriated, which I wasn't. I was fine. Fuck them. So I go to court. I'm like, fuck. And then, you know, I think of it more and I'm like, I'm not stressing about this. So I didn't even get like the best lawyer. I just got a public defender. I was going to get like the $1,000 lawyer because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I can't do this. And then, you know, I'm reading up on it and I'm like, I'm under the limit. What are they going to do? Nothing. And what did they do? Nothing. So I had to wait a few more months for that to be expunged off my record. And um, that was going to expunge in May. And it's March. And the next testing wasn't until October. So now I feel completely defeated. I'm pissed at myself for doing something stupid like drinking and driving, even though it was under the legal limit, even though. See, that's why you shouldn't drink and drive. So it derailed my dreams by a few months. And that was so devastating to me that I never even pursued it again. That was the last time I did anything with wanting to become a police officer. I did the testing once, I went to do it, and that happened, and that was it. That was all, and I moved on. And maybe that was best, because the shit that's going on right now, fuck that, that's, (laughs) no. You're just waking up, walking into a war zone every day. Nope, 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 nope. I would've done quit by now. But then I also got to look at it like this. If I would have waited a couple more months, and by then I would have been super jacked, and I would have fucking ran that mile and a half in five minutes. So the moral of this story is just pursue your dreams. There's going to be hiccups, but look at the big picture. Yes, That was an inconvenience for me. But if I would have waited, what, seven more months? I could have done that again without any problems. But, like I said again, there is another dimension where there is Chuck, the police officer. I don't know. You don't know. Could be. Could be. This is called Negative Positive. Negative. I have so much left to do. Positive. There's more to do, but I'm proud of my progress. Negative. I hate feeling this way. Positive. I am not my feelings. I am the one who feels them. Negative. This is too complicated. Positive. I'll tackle this from a new angle. Negative. I'm terrible at this. Positive. I'm learning. It's okay to be uncomfortable. Negative. I made a huge mistake. Positive. What can I learn from this? Remember, always turn that negative way of thinking into a positive way of thinking. Now, the voice acting comes from my natural ability of being overdramatic and having a flair for the theatrics. Honestly, I was in band all through high school, and I really, really think that I should have been in theater. I think that's where I would have shined. Something with some sketch comedy? Yeah, that would be it. As far as the sounds and the voices... I watched a lot of cartoons, and one of the biggest movies out when I was younger was Jurassic Park. And I vividly remember walking around the house, hunched over with my hands tucked up under my arms, running around after my sister, going, (coughs) Just, Just stupid shit like that. Shit like that. That's what I would do. And I was like, man, I can I can do that pretty well. Like I could change the pitch of the sound, I can stop it. And then I was like, that would always take me into zombies, because I would just kind of gravel that out. So I was like, this is what I need to be doing. Duck duck goose. Duck duck goose. Goosey goosey duck duck goose. Hello, ducky. How are you? <laughs> he hello. You know? I know. <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face till you don't have a face. I always wanted to be an announcer. Ladies and gentlemen, something like that. That was always fun. Um I like to do some impressions. I'm not that's not my thing. I used to do a very good Voice impression of Bill Cosby. I had to stress that. Voice impression. (laughs) Uh, No, I will not do it. I'm not trying to get my podcast shut down because they think I'm a sympathizer. (laughs) Fuck that. Like, I had a core group of voice actors that I really, really, really liked. Uh, The biggest and most famous is Don LaFontaine. Um, If you don't know who that is, Google him. But he's the one where everybody imitates in a world. That guy. That's Don LaFontaine. Uh, All through, like, fucking 80s, 90s. I remember just movie trailers, commercials. He fucking did it all. And he had that voice. A lot of people don't know these people's names. Uh, Jim Cummings, he did like Darkwing Duck, Tigger, Bonkers, the Tasmanian Devil, the shit that I grew up on. Uh, Mark Elliott, he did the voice for all like the Disney movies in the 90s. Like he had that happy voice, that real happy, happy voice. I can't do it. Um, Some of the newer people like Billy West, I remember him from Doug, Ren and Stimpy, he does Fry and Futurama. He does all kinds of shit. I, I watch quite a few videos on him on YouTube on him. Kevin Michael Richardson, He he's on the Cleveland show. He doesn't do Cleveland. Uh, he does Cleveland Jr., <laughs> the Boondocks, Static Shock, and uh, one of the... Batman shows, he does the Joker's voice. And then a big one, another big name, John DiMaggio. Gears of War, think like Marcus Phoenix, Bender, Gravity Falls. I've never seen that, but I heard his voice. He has a pretty distinct gravelly voice, and it's it's, it's pretty cool. Um, Tara Strong, she did the voice like some of the Powerpuff Girls, Teen Titans... Uh, Batman, the newer one, I think it is, she does Harley Quinn. I I watch Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Mojo Jojo. Yeah. I love that shit. Don't tell anybody. I would love to get into a career with voice acting, but you know what sucks? Now they're just using screen actors to do... The voiceovers, which sucks. They're making all that money doing all these fucking movies and then a job that doesn't need to be taken away from anybody gets snatched up like that. Like, it's going to be hard to find a job in voice acting. You see Chuck Jerome versus Brad Pitt. You're going to go Brad Pitt every time. Who the fuck is Chuck? That's what the fuck they're going to say. It's sad. It's a shame. Just do your fucking movies. Aren't you making enough money, you greedy, greedy fucks? Bring back the dedicated voice actors, the unsung heroes that you never see. Because I like not being seen and just heard. I like that. I like that. That would be a perfect job. Behind the scenes, getting shit done, still having fun. Ooh, getting shit done, still having fun. Ooh, I smell tagline. (laughs) You smell that? Smells like tagline. (laughs) I'll tell you a little fact. When I got this podcast started, I hated my voice. I mean, I still do. I've just gotten used to it and accepted it. Some people like it. And I'm like, you're crazy, but liking my voice or not, I'm having fun, so I'm gonna keep this shit going. So what I'm saying is, follow your dreams. Follow your fucking dreams. I'm not doing the voice acting right now, but this is a stepping stone. I'm out there, someone's gonna hear my voice, And hopefully be like, damn, I need that for something. Let's give him a call. You never know. Maybe not. Maybe that could be another dimension where I was the voice actor. But this one, I'm the podcaster. You don't know. Life, it's fucking crazy. So you just have to live it. Don't forget. I said three dreams that I had. And there was one about drawing. Drawing. So here's that story. (laughs) So my grandfather could draw, and I really liked his drawings, and I always wanted to learn to draw. And I remember I tried, I tried. I remember one year in school, I took one of his pictures that he drew, took it to school with me, and I started telling everybody that I drew it. (laughs) now i'm young i'm fucking stupid and they're like can you draw me something now and i'm like no no i can't do that right now my hand hurts (laughs) i don't know no i wasn't fooling anybody they just let me go they just let me live my (laughs) lie hey chuck did you draw that horse yeah yeah looks perfect doesn't it and they're like, yeah, it does. Can you draw another one right now? And they're like, I'm like, no. No, I can't. My hands, it burns when I do it. Um, I can't do it often. And they're like, oh, no. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> Knowing full well that I'm a fucking liar. <laughs> so I wanted to draw so badly. And down the road from my house, there was a art school. So... <laughs> Ah, my grandparents hyped me up, got me to draw some shit for this art school. They they sent it in for me, and I get a letter back from these people, and they're like, this is not really what we're looking for. (laughs) I don't even know what I drew, but they were like, this isn't what we're looking for. Good luck in the future. Maybe if your picture isn't garbage later on in life, come back then. Adios. Peace. Sincerely, art school. (laughs) So I was young, and right there I was like, fuck it. I'll never do this again. And one day I would also like to put out a comic. So I'm trying to teach myself how to draw characters and get those ideas out there on paper. The drawing thing went away. It came back. I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to learn and improve on it and hopefully complete all these projects that I have. All right, that's the end of this episode. I just hope, I really hope that this inspired you a little bit to go out and complete your goals. Because guess what? They're your goals. Sometimes you don't even have to tell people. They're just your goals. Just go out and fucking do it. What do you want to do? Do it. Go have fun. If you're like, oh, I can't do it because of this, you are holding you back. You'll find a way. If If you want to do it, you will find a way. That's the thing. You're not trying to find a way. So, go find a way, have fun, hit your goals, and all that good shit. That's what I'm doing. Episode 20 is done. It's in the books. Boom. Done. I'm having fun. Whoop whoop. So, go have fun. Please. For your sake and your sanity. Go. Have some fucking fun. Write down your goals. And your dreams. And just like I said from the first episode. Go get shit done. Go. Get it done. Have some fun. Have a great one. Let's do it again next week. Ha! That'll be episode 21. Ooh! Chug-a-lug, chug-a-lug. Let's keep this train rolling. Chuck Jerome...